to this week's episode of Black Girl Brunch. My name is Iman. And I'm Sabria. And we're so happy to be back with another episode of Black Girl Brunch, y'all. We had to take a little whizzeek off because um, a lot was just happening. Um, things were going on with both of us on both ends. Uh, for me, I had bronchitis. I moved out of my apartment. Um, and that almost, like, honestly took me down. <laughs> yeah, it was bad for you. Yeah, it it was just it was, getting older ain't no joke. It wasn't good, I'll tell you that. It wasn't good. It just wasn't great. Um, but I'm actually really happy because I'm going to get started on my digital nomad life. Um, which is something that I've been like keeping under wraps. I don't even know that I be keeping secrets sometimes. That's something weird that I do. Like I just never say anything to everybody, and I'm like. I want to share. Like, I don't know why I haven't told people this, but it'll be exciting to share on my social media. I'm taking a break at my mom's house. <laughs> Love being back home. And I'll get started actually traveling places in January. So a little life update, but that's why, you know, we were out last week. Um, shout out to Sabria for telling me to sit my ass down because I was about to have an asthma attack and still trying to record at the same time. Yeah, I was like, what the fuck? It was weird. <laughs> <laughs> I got cursed out by you. I got cursed out by my mom. I was like, all right, so I guess I can't record. Yeah, like, it was so weird. I'm like, why are you doing it? <laughs> you weirdo. <laughs> I know. And the worst part is when he was like, Iman, stop. I think I started crying. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because I was like, what are you doing? Like, what the hell? Yeah, and I'm saying that because I really want people to know we be trying our best. Like, it's it's not ever a time where we be like, I don't want to do the podcast. It'd be like, I think I'm about to pass out. <laughs> I, think yeah. I think I'm about to just pass away real quick. So. Yeah, because that was crazy. I'm like, huh? <clears throat> Weird. But yeah, yeah, I had to put a stop to it. I'm sorry. And if you <laughs> and if anybody wants to, um you know, have a few words with me because of that, then you're welcome. But not mama bear. Yeah, it was it was time that it ended. Well, I really do appreciate it because again, I be wilding out. Um, but let's <laughs> let's just get into the show, shall we? We got an amazing um show plan. Some of the topics we plan to talk about that are still relevant, some new things. So, you know, buckle up. Let's get into the phase four. Um, so fade four, four songs that you would kill during karaoke. So, so songs that you'd perform like your life depended on it. So for me, um, no order. <clears throat> I mean, not like y'all know. I don't know. I, I literally been saying that for five years, but <laughs> when will I stop? Who knows? But anyway, um, I have to do spice up your life by the spice girls. And like, before I like I just want y'all to know that I am not a surface level Spice Girl fan I just want people to know that like that's I, very important to you that is very important to me because I literally still have Spice Girl dolls that they are about like our my Spice Girl Barbies are older than some of our listeners mm. let that sink in I had it <laughs> I've had him since I was five and I'm 30 wow now. so I I and I have Spice Girl CDs. So, like, I am not a surface level Spice Girl fan. Like, I'm definitely a hardcore, like, Spice Girl, like, stan. Not a lot of people know that about me. Mm. But 
I would perform Spice Up Your Life because it's a Spice Girl song that everybody knows and it would yeah. get the crowd jumping. So that's the thing about karaoke. When you perform something, it's got to be something that you feel like everybody know or something, if they don't know it, it's like they're going to be getting that you know yeah. it. Mm. So Spice Up Your Life, definitely get the crowd going. I would have to perform that. Um, because the, it's funny, I met one of my friends in college because he was doing Spice Up Your Life with somebody, um, and nobody knew the lyrics in karaoke. And I was in the crowd and I was saying all the lyrics and they was like, get on stage. But I was like, no, stop. I'm shy. But like, they didn't know it. I knew everything. But anyway, um, the next one would be Little Kim, Mary J. Blige, I Can Love You. Ooh, that fun that's fact, a good one. that is the first rap I've ever memorized, like ever. That's what I'm like. I'm really to this female rap thing. Like I, it's, I'm I ain't new to this. I'm true to this. That was the first <laughs> rap that I ever memorized because my mom loved Mary J. Blige. She had the CD. She would always play it. Also, like I, I used to go to church camp and I brought the CD to church camp because I thought they would play it, but that was not good. Like they was not gonna play Mary J. Blige <laughs> <Sorry>. in <the> church. <laughs> Um, but that's neither here nor there. Hey, you a kid, you just be trying whatever you. Yeah, you, like I brought Austin Powers to school one time. Like, what? <laughs> we had no rules. I'm just going to. I I grew. We had rules, but no rules at the same time. <laughs> yeah, when it came to content, it wasn't a lot of rules. Yeah, when when it came to content, it was no rules in my house. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm gonna just let y'all know that my mom tried. She put a child lock on, and I found out the password. Yeah, they didn't even. <laughs> try over here because um yeah i definitely wore austin powers on vhs to school and my teacher looked at me like girl anyway <laughs> mind you i was like six but anyway um so i can love you that's definitely i feel like people would be gagged the fact that i know the rap too so that's a good one yes yes the third one is especially if you're around black people sorry yes but that's that's, so that's a good job when you you know i'm thinking about my cousin christina yes like if, if you she, around she would jump in it with me yes, yes. <laughs> that's a good joy when you especially when you're around the like all all black like a, a cookout karaoke jam yes exactly when you around black people who over 30 yeah <laughs> so good um then um, I would have to do Dipset Anthem. Another fun fact, a lot of people don't know about me. I used to be a huge Dipset fan. When Spice I was Girls, Dipset, she has the range. I, th- I thought that I was going to be the first lady at Dipset when I was in like middle school, high school. I really was up. I don't know why. I was up, I think probably because when I saw a camera, I wear a pink coat. I was like, oh my God, I love that coat. And mm. like I was, and my, my friend, her mom had Dipset cd and also chris and neef who was in like rockefeller they was from philly so like me my neighbor my like house we listened to a lot of like rockefeller and stuff Mm -hmm. um and so i got into um dipset why was i listening again there was no (laughs) when it came to content there was no supervision in my house um my mom tried with the edited version of things but still yeah. But anyway, I would have to do Dipset Anthem because that's a song that I feel like people would be surprised that I know. And mm-hmm. that is a real 
hood nigga song and like not yep. to be like but i'm a gr- but like me being like and i'm super femme me being super femme when I, that song come on i turn into a whole nigga for real <laughs> i remember somebody like this boy was djing on my birthday when i lived in new york and he played that song and we was in a gay club he's white i did not expect to hear that i went crazy okay Oh yeah, fine. wait, was it? It wasn't Poppy Juice, was it? No, you you oh, wasn't okay. there. It was when I turned tw- I think it was when I turned 21. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, it's when I it's when I turned 21. I was went crazy. I love that song so much. Then the last but not least, um City Girls Tighten Up. It's a short mm. song, but I feel like that's definitely for the girls like it's a hard song, but it's definitely like for the girls. It got some like hard hitting bars, like you know, um, my nigga acting crazy. I'm about to get rid of his baby. Like I feel like mm. people gonna be like, oh, like you know, <sighs> it's it's short, but it packs a punch. The song, so yes. like, that would be, and also everybody does know that I am a City Girls fan, but Period. yeah, so that's that would be my four songs. Okay, I love that. I feel like that is a good variety, you know, and they're all things that I feel like I could picture you singing the house down to, especially the Mary J. Blige one. Like, I'm that's the one I'm picturing. <laughs> I love that rap so much. <laughs> yeah, well, Kim, I just I was listening to that the other day, and I'm first of all, the song is a whole vibe, and just like they're blend together. I'm like, it just don't get no better than it. They had real chemistry. It wasn't like Mary J. Blige sent like Lil' Kim the song and she just inserted a verse. You could tell they was homegirls and they made a song together. Yeah, exactly. And also like bring that back. Like be for real, be friends. Yeah, exactly. And girls, um, like rapping with girls. Like I hate, they kind of get it back to that, but I don't, I feel like it's for, uh, like a capitalist, like, thing i feel like their labels are forcing it like motorsport how they put like cardi and nikki on there but you could tell they didn't they didn't even they didn't want nothing to do with each other it was a money move you know what i mean yeah, exactly like, but beyonce and um megan on megan stallion on savage remix i feel like that's a good example of how things really pop when um when the girls like each other wild side was a good one um WAP was a good one. Like, I think it, it just needs to be some real chemistry between the people versus just like our label thought it was a good idea for us to collab. And here we are. Um, also, like, like Sierra and Summer Walker exactly. recently did something and I was like, huh? <laughs> and also, I like like how Lotto was on Chloe's song. I feel like that sound good. But yeah. like, I feel like. And Lotto and Mariah Carey. Yes. So I feel like remix. bring that back. I hate when I'm listening to a girl and it's like a nigga. Then I'm like, oh my, oh brother, this guy. <laughs> That's how I be feeling. <laughs> Yeah, it only works sometime. Like Travis Scott and SZA, like that was. Yeah, a good like song. I like that because I feel like they had the same like. I need, I need. Yeah, they had the same like. It was like all like flowing, and it was like the song was like very like um kind of down. It was like a very down like kind of like a mellow thing, and he rolled the beat the same way. So that don't bother me. Yeah, mm-hmm. but if you put Ludacris on it, I'd be like, huh. <laughs> <laughs> Like, just, you know what I mean? Like, don't put, like, just anybody, just to be like, we need a male rapper. Like, make sure they, they make sure it makes sense. And they have the same type, like, I feel like the girls who like SZA, they boyfriend like Travis Scott. Yeah, exactly. 
Exactly. So, for me, the first one is He Wasn't Man Enough by Tony Braxton. <laughs> that is my song. Everybody know it. Also, I like songs where you can like, huh, like point and like roll your eyes. And that's a good one. She said, no, it makes no sense. Like she was like, because he will never change. Like, I think that song is so sassy. I already had your man. Like, that's crazy to me. And you know my favorite part, Sabrina. Oh, yeah, she, said, man. <laughs> she said, I already had your man. <laughs> that's going to gag them when I know how to do that and I have like the neck motions. <laughs> yeah, that's definitely going to get the people going. I'll yeah, tell you, you that. Look at the, you got to look at one person when you do it. Like point and like that's, I love when I can just like really like step into it. And then the breakdown, like when she started like shimmying and dancing, because the choreography is simple enough, right? It's simple enough where you can like remember half of what happened in the video. But if you start freestyling, people still come by. It's a breakdown and you breaking it down. Like that's crazy. Mm-hmm. So that one. Um, next is Body and Soul by Anita Baker. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> I feel like if I sing that karaoke, I'd be like, hi, is anyone on lights? Can you dim them for me? Thank you. Um, and I'm gonna get on top to of perform. the piano. <laughs> and I'm gonna get on top of the piano. And that's just how I feel like that song has to be performed. And also I like body and soul because it's like a part where you think the song is over, but it's not. Like it's just like the piano playing and like Anita Baker is just humming and like, oh, I love that. But body and soul, I'm going to really perform the house down. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's that's a heavy one. <laughs> yep. Um, yeah. <laughs> And so we're doing it. Um, next is Fantasy Remix by Mariah Carey. That's such a fun one. It's such a fun one. And also, I love ODB part. Like, I love that. I feel like that's... If you get started with, like, New York and how... Like, people know that. They'll get excited. They'll get happy. Also, like, for me, ever since, like, Sue Young sung that song in Rush Hour, it's just so... <laughs> <laughs> I feel like it's just so like memorable for that reason. Like if you start singing that song, it's just a it's a good time. Everybody know that one. And yeah, finally, I'm be honest with you, this may not be a song that everybody know, but I put my heart and my soul into it every time I perform it. And that is Love Is Blind by Eve. Yeah, um, she, really <laughs> she really do. She really do. I feel like I don't know who she was talking to, but I got a visual for who that guy is and I hate his guts, right? And when I'm performing, I'm like pointing like, I don't even know you and I hate you. See, all I know is that my girlfriend used to date you. Like, oh, Eve was just vicious on that song. And also at the end, she killed the guy. So it's like you telling the story, it's escalating. And I think the theme for me is I like songs where I can like point. (laughs) I'm praying to you now. I ain't God, but I pretend. I ain't start your life a nigga. I'm going to bring it to an end. Like, I love it. Like, why I... do you know? Like, like the first time I like, saw you go in with this, I'm like, why does she know that song so well? Ever since I was a kid, that video touched me. I thought the video was so deep. And I, when I was a kid, I loved when songs taught you a lesson. Like, because of that song, I understood that, like, what abuse was. Yeah, no, for like, real. Like, uh, because of, like, uh, what's that song? I'm Pretty by, like, TLC. I understood what it means to be self conscious. I love that. I love that. I just put that on my, um, my favorite music video playlist. 
Yeah, like I felt like those songs really, like the the songs and the videos on an impressionable young mind, they're teaching you like, oh my God, like this is wrong and this is right because like this pretty woman that I love is saying that this is wrong and this is not how you act. And it's like, I think that the reason why I hate like abusiveness might be because of Eve. Who knows? Like I might be able to like point it at her. Um, and an honorable mention for me, I know I mentioned my four, but I have, I just had to sneak it in. And that's Stylie remix by Megan Thee Stallion. Oh yeah. I'm about to say she's really good at that, you know? <laughs> <laughs> she was talking all types of shit on that. Like it didn't even make no sense. She she really said she was going to beat somebody with a briefcase. Like it's just like yo, she was going in. Yeah, she but, um, was definitely. Oh, since you did it, honorable mention. I'll do one too. Um, yeah. so obviously we know that she's not liked right now, but you know I can't make those hits not bang. Um, Tequila Tequila, fuck your man. Like <laughs> that song. I feel like that's definitely for a certain crowd. Like, that's for, like, you know, the gays um, and the days. Like, I feel like that. But, yeah, Tila Tequila, fucking man, that song definitely banged real hard um, on MySpace. So, yeah, I would definitely do that. Oh, my God. I forgot about her. Remember remember her shop? Well, of course you do. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Never forgot. <laughs> Can't. <laughs> Forget. So, yeah, y'all. Let us know what, what song you are known to, like, just just tear down. Yeah. I want to hear it. Let us know. Aren't you surprised? I, I was I didn't pick a, a rocker song. <laughs> but you know what? I would really have liked to know what rocker song you would have picked. But um I probably would do something like cliche, like an eighty song. This is very weird. So when I was a kid, I was obsessed. First of all, I still love music videos, but for some reason, I was obsessed with Welcome to the Jungle, Guns N' Roses. And not only was I obsessed with it, I used to study how Axl Rose was moving in the video. So a weird talent that I have is I can perform that song and I can move exactly like Axl Rose. So I know all his mannerisms in the video um, because... I watched it so much and I was obsessed with the way he moved. So I probably would definitely do Welcome to the Jungle, um, Guns N' Roses. Because I feel like that definitely is a cry. Like, like everybody be like, what? Yeah, the fact that I can move exactly like Axl Rose. Weird. Wow. Okay, yeah. well, I don't know how <laughs> Axl Rose moved, but like, I'm going to check it out. Yeah, if you see, he literally like 80s rocker guy, you know, the hair, okay. All skinny right. waist, you know. <laughs> <laughs> you know. I get it. I get it. You don't yeah, know him, I but like you know. I know. If I you watch VH1, him. you've seen him. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah. All right. Sorry, so, my, I just heard my dad cracking up. <laughs> I don't know if anybody else heard him. He was like, ha, 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 ha. I don't know what he watches, but no, I want parts. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, but your dad be cracking up at me. <laughs> It's been times where I'm like, oh my God, your mom is laughing so hard. Sabrina's like, that's my dad. <laughs> oh my God. So let's get into this toast for assist, shall we? Yes. This week we're toasting to the legendary Missy Elliott. Yes, again. And we're going to keep doing it again and again and again. Mm-hmm. And this time for getting a wax figure. Um, First of all, this wax figure is one of the best looking wax figures so I've ever good. seen. It's so good. 
It's really, this really is good. Amazing. This yes. is amazing. Yes, it's really good. It's, it's really, so really good. good. And I'm, you know, it's always cool when people get wax figures, but I really liked um what June Ambrose said. It says she's forever immortalized. And I'm like, yeah, that is a beautiful way to look at it. Like when you get your wax figure, mm-hmm. like when a celebrity gets a wax figure, they become like really frozen in time, like frozen in pop culture. Mm-hmm. And that is so important as time goes on to understand like whatever you listen to is influenced influenced by this one. Mm-hmm. Like whatever comes to be, it, it can only like that certain sounds, especially eccentric things and dance and fashion, it's going it's because of Missy. Mm-hmm. Yep. She really definitely pioneered a lot of that. A lot of that for sure. Shout out to Missy. I can't wait for her to be on the show. Right. And I'm so happy that she's like getting her flowers and people are like that. Like she's definitely seeing people are seeing her for the pioneer that she is because that's very important. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Mm -hmm. Shout out to you, Missy Elliott. Um, Let's also let's now move into tea time. So the word on the street is that these Telfar bags is holding up better than... Is it, Herm, <laughs> is it Hermes or Hermes? Um, Hermes. Hermes. Okay. Is you pronounce the H? Um, yes. It's like you pronounce it, but you don't. Like, like Hermes? Yes. Okay, cool. All right. Well, in a report by the fashion... What are you laughing at? He's saying, well... Hermes. <laughs> Hermes. So in a report by the fashionista, right, on Tuesday, our online resale platform Rebag released its third annual clear report, which looks at shifts in brands value and pricing within the luxury handbag and watch markets. And the company CEO and founder said in a statement that it not only offers unique insights on how customers are shopping, but also helps them to make informed decisions with their purchases. So y'all check out Rebag, right? Mm Mm-hmm. So consistent to the previous year's trend, Hermes, Louis Vuitton, and Chanel emerged as the top three most investment-worthy luxury bags in 2022, thanks to their ability to retain their value on the second-hand market, right? So Hermes was like number one. Hmm. But... The 2022 report also highlights the impact of Gen Z shoppers who tend to favor more affordable yet still exclusive brands have may have helped boost Telfar's popularity in resale, which is bags don't quite hit the traditional luxury point. The brand's effectiveness limited drop model. Sorry, y'all. I'm trying to get to it. The bottom dirty line. For reselling them, but okay. what'd you say? I said they dirty for reselling them, but okay. Yeah, but it's it's saying that like essentially um Telfar bags are retaining their value better than um Hermes bags. Yeah. I can um I can believe that. And also like um who those bags it's so weird to me that and not to sound like ho ho totty, but like my mom is the reason why, like, I had gotten into fashion. And ever since I was a kid, I felt like Hermes and, and Hermes and like, Birkin, that is, a you know, Birkin bag is, um, that's their bag. I always felt like that stuff was reserved for older women. 
So when rappers and stuff started carrying him, I was like, huh? Like that just was like weird to me. Mm. Um, because it is a bag for a woman of a certain age. But mm. they have a lot of value to them. So it's like, I guess it's like how I collect dolls. Some people collect like Birkin bags. Like, yeah. So. Yeah. I I have a hard time believing that, that like most people like want a Birkin bag because of the value as much as it's just a, as to what it symbolizes. Because it's a um, very expensive bag. And also mm-hmm. you have to go through all this protocol to get it. And sometimes you have to be on like a waiting list, like. For years, like I remember, that was the thing. Um, in Sex in the City, like that was a, like a com, like they made a comment on that. Like those bags are very hard to get. And on Gilmore Girls, I remember like Rory, a uh, man bought her Logan bought her Birkin, and her grandma was tripping. Emily Gilmore was losing it because she's like, "He got you a what? Like, let me see it," you know, type of thing. So it has been a big deal, but like you said, more popular, I guess, for a women of a certain age. I always have like, uh, I don't want to say disgust, but <laughs> I don't like it. But disgust when like something is like luxurious amongst white people and then like i feel like a lot of times like once black people get rich they're like let me align to whiteness let me yeah let me now get what are they what they wearing i'm aware what they wearing yeah and it's just like that that to me just means like luxury luxury is aligned to like what are the older rich white women that's wearing? So and, true and i know that like it's easy to do like we always make these like me, me and you like we make jokes about like oh we mainline moms because of their lifestyle <laughs> and stuff like that but it's not like real it's not for real and i also feel like being a, being a vegan like i don't really get to indulge and in, like those things in the way that other people have like i don't know if I would ever like wear one like secondhand because you are, it is better for the environment if you repurpose things and all that stuff. But like, yeah. I just don't, I never really felt the the value and I don't want to be part of the club of people yeah. who feel like being, a, being aligned to like whatever, like white people like is, is good. Yeah. Cause I feel so detached from it. Cause I'm like, no matter how much money I'll get, like I was, I feel like I still, cause me, um like my style like what i want now is what i'm gonna want when i have money like i really don't give a shit about any of that stuff like i just really want to wear rick owens and like yoji yamamoto shit like that's all yeah and telfar obviously that's a given but i'm just like that's really like for the most part i really am just set on i'm like oh my god like whatever rick owens shit can i get because that's stuff that i have wanted since like i was like 18 so i'm just like i'm not i'm like so like disconnected from it also like not to derail the conversation friend of the show if y'all have not watched um their video um ryan has a video um that adult on twitter um has a video about style and they were saying in the video like about style is like buy things that you want Mm -hmm. and i know it sounds very simple but a lot of people don't do that. And I realize that sometimes I don't do that because, like, for instance, I have to dress two different ways. Like, mm-hmm. the way for work and the way that I want to work. And, like, I have recently saw this video. I think I sent it to Iman. Um, it was, like, corporate. Like, these like um, these people on 
Instagram and I'm getting more of the videos trying to show people how to dress like corporate guys. So you have to go to work, how you can mm. still be your style. And mm-hmm. I'm like, yeah, I need to look at because I'm buying stuff that I don't really like. As soon as I'm done with the job, I'm going to throw it away. Yeah. Like, I don't really want that. So, like, it sounds very simple, but like, get stuff that you want, stuff that you know you're going to have for years. Like, for instance, my platform shoes, I literally have a pair of platform shoes that I've worked in 2020 i haven't worn them yet but i'm going to wear them because there's something that i looked at them and i'm like i literally cannot live without these i need Mm. these so like that's a big thing too like to because i feel like it's so freaking wasteful and like this is i'm gonna say yeah real rich for somebody who collect dolls (laughs) but (laughs) hear me out it's true like get what you like like what you what you what you like what what sparks joy for you and like yeah. for me like i have i've had ample amount of chances to get designer stuff like i used to work at nordstrom like i like have saved up for certain stuff i have had ample opportunities to get designer things but i just haven't because the stuff that i want is like it's different like mm. it's not that it's different it's just like i just had to save up a little it wasn't like for instance they don't sell regalas in Nordstrom. the only thing i did get and i this i still haven't worn it was a proenza schuler raincoat and i like proenza schuler um also like sizza has worn proenza schuler and looked really nice in it that's the size of the point but that's something that i bought and i was like oh i like this brand mm. i'm getting it so get what you like. Because a lot of people that's like being like a lot of women being like, oh, I want him to give me a Bergen. Isn't that third? But do you like that? Like, like, do you like that? Yeah. Or, it, or, or is it what it symbolizes? Like for me, I feel like if a man got me a Birkin, I'm like, you do not know me. Exactly. Same. First of all, I'm vegan. So let's get like. And, Again, and I don't like what everybody else has. <laughs> exactly. And that bag looks like a woman at the youngest 60 should have. Like It looks like a UFO. Like sometimes it looks like a like a little like if somebody said that's a spaceship, I would believe them. Like that's yeah, a little I think spaceship. What people is the Birkin bag and it's the Kelly. It's two they two I think the Kelly looks like smaller than Birkin. Mm. Correct me if I'm wrong. I know people will. But um yeah, the Birkin and like the Kelly bag, but it's really about the Birkin. But it's just like I again, like even I said, if somebody got me that, I would be like, you definitely don't know me. Like, first of all, I'm vegan. Like, and also another thing, I know somebody probably gonna say something. Oh my god, you're vegan. You like Rick Owens. First of all, <laughs> I like the clothes. I do like the shoes. The only way I would get any Rick Owens shoes if it was secondhand, I wouldn't buy them. Mm-hmm. Because if anybody knows anything about Rick Owens, is he's obsessed with calfskin. Disgusting, mm-hmm. I know. But yeah. like. I like again you don't know me so it's just like you like that is such a small like a tidbit of advice but it's really so true like good like think about what like because when you think about what you like sometimes you gotta pause and think like what do I like like what do, what I, do I like really and what like? do look good on me too like exactly. that's another thing like I think I've been forced to think about that for a long time like when I was young um, like in high school, sometime I would picture myself in outfits and I would then close my eyes and picture like maybe the most popular girl wearing it and I couldn't picture it on them. But it was something about, but it do look right on me. I know it don't look right on, it may not look right on anybody else, but 
it it be looking right on me. And at first, I just was like, why can't, why can't I ever like look right in what everybody else wear? But it's because I'm taller than everybody else. Like my energy is different from everyone else, and it's just it's just not it. So yeah. it's so funny because the other day I put on this outfit and I hated it. Right. So all I did was <laughs> hated it real bad. It was like a pair of wide leg black pants, some New Balances, and I put on a black hoodie. And I was like, this is too much black. So I put on a gray graphic t-shirt and a leather shirt and jacket and I was like hmm, I don't know if this works I like it I don't care and I went to visit my aunt yesterday and when I left she was like you've got the coolest style and that just warmed my heart because I'm like I literally just felt in my heart that I like this outfit but I didn't know if anybody else would perceive me to look good. And when she told me, you got the coolest style. And I'm like, that that makes me feel great because I'm not wearing anything necessarily expensive. It's just about like, again, the word style. And that's so personal. It's so, so, so personal. And that's why I love like, um, I love Telfar. And I love like um, Hanifa. I love like Amina Muadi. Like there, there are all these different like luxury brands that I definitely like aspire to partake in. I'm not saying that like, oh, I'm okay with like, you know, nothing. I don't want nothing luxury. No, I'm just saying that if I'm going to support people and support and spend a lot of money on things, one, do I like it? Two, does it align with my values as far Mm -hmm. as like the, the, what, what goes into making it? And three, if they're a person of color, especially a woman or like a, a person who is queer, like, can I support them? Can I, can I lift up their work? Is it, does it, you know, do they try to be sustainable or are they just trying to make, you know, be a part of the green movement just for the sake of it? Like, you know, like H&M and then go get in trouble because they're not actually doing what they say they're going to do. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. That's, that's very true. That's like, you just have to think about stuff like that. Cause I was so, I'm like, Oh hell yeah. Like about the, like when I work my, um, Telfar bags, I'm like, yeah, hell yeah. Like I'm definitely like down to get this. Um, because I feel like it definitely aligns with like the stuff that I want. And also like that, um, totally off topic, but like who, so what, what are you going to do? Where, where are you going to do? Spank us? Um, <laughs> I will say, <laughs> are you going to do it? But anyway, but like that is so important. Um, like what do you like? Cause when, I mean, before that, I was like, I decided, I'm like, I'm not going to get stuff from like Fashion Nova, Shein and stuff like that. Like, even though they have some pieces that are like my style, I'm like, it's not really like my style. Mm. Like, uh, cause like what really did it for me is like, I got that top that everybody has that like you, it's for big boobs and you can, I, I put it on, it looked like shit on me. <laughs> and... <laughs> Absolutely, like shit. <laughs> oh my god, it did. It looked terrible. So I was like, you know what, Sabrina, like, stop pussyfooting around. Like, you have to just stick to what you want for real. <laughs> yeah, for real, for real. And we want tell for it. Period. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm not shocked that like their value is like holding up just as just as much. And like, shout out to Gen Z, like. They really, they are just, they're crazy, yes, but they do what they want, and I just respect it. Like, they make it happen. <laughs> I feel like an old, an older, old person. I'm like, those crazy kids, but for real. 
let's get into Beyonce because Beyonce. So, wow, you know, yeah. Like, why not? So, Beyonce yeah. and Jay-Z now tie for the most Grammy nominations. Um, that's crazy. And if Beyonce wins all of the Grammys, or at least four, she will then become the most Grammy nominee. She ha- she will have won the most Grammys in the history of, like, artists, you know? She like, period. Not even yeah. just woman. Just period. And we, it's, it's, I know it's complicated because we're always talking about how like these awards don't mean anything. And in a way, they don't mean anything. But there is somebody like Beyonce who actually deserves the recognition. I just wish that there was... I wish the Grammys were like more in line with like being able to honor people who aren't as big as Beyonce. Mm-hmm. However, anytime Beyonce gets something, she absolutely deserves it because she always does it better than everyone else. Mm-hmm. That's just that's just how I feel personally. Like Renaissance, mm-hmm. what could compete with it that was mm-hmm. created this year? I don't think of think of your second favorite project and then measure it against Renaissance. It's just not gonna be the same. You know what I mean? <laughs> It's Talk gonna be to like it's gonna be like oh that like I had I like that song and that video was cute versus a whole experiential project where one song blended into the next song and like come on you you that really blessed our ears it changed everything and Alien Superstar what else can I say. <laughs> Yeah, I really wish I could go back to the first time I heard it. Like me too, me too. I just really want to like, like the first time I heard like, say I'm sorry, y'all. I'm having a moment, but like <laughs> the first time I heard that, like I'm just <laughs> wow. I was driving in a car, and I was just like, I heard it, and I was like, oh no, I'm scared. Like I don't know if I like this. This is so different. Like, it just was so different. And then I was just like, I'm too sexy. And I'm like, what is this? What's like, going on? Like, my hips were swaying from the left yeah. to the right. And I'm like, oh, baby. And then, like, when I started really appreciating, like, Virgo's groove, I just, I think, like, one single tear rolled down my cheek. I was like, this is, like, she's a genius. Yeah, this everything so just talent. started hitting me. And, like, when I heard, like, it just, when I heard, like, um, Pure Honey, like, that, I was like, oh, she really, oh. And when you start remembering the transitions and they start like hitting and it start dawning on to on you like how much intentionality had to go into that. Like how much intentionality had to go into like we rolling from one song into the next and it just feels like one it just feels like a united album. You know, I've never experienced that before. And it's just like when you niggas start producing something like that, that's when we can talk about who else deserves the like it's just it's it's just <laughs> come on. <laughs> You got nasty. <laughs> Ooh, that was nasty. <laughs> that was Mary Louise. <laughs> that was Mary Louise. That wasn't me. Um, who? But you know what's crazy? Jay Z's nominations came from his work on Renaissance. So touche. Yeah, that's, like, that's how I feel. I'm like, what the hell? Yeah, because me too. I'm like, what did he get nominated? What did he do? He ain't released my album, but I'm like, I keep forgetting he be ghostwriting for Beyonce sometimes. Yeah, and we all could tell what he wrote. Yes. <laughs> yes, you sure can. The Would most cunty re- thing. <laughs> you said what's the real? The most cunty things. I know this. <laughs> I really want to see his face when she be rapping it. He probably like, 
said unicorn and the unicorn. You, <laughs> you know, said on, you I know that I'm picture a Drewski like sticking his tongue out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what a picture. He probably like no like this and then he. Gets... <laughs> he probably be into it. Okay. Oh my gosh, but I feel like at least he's making himself useful, which is more than um what a lot of men do. So. <laughs> <laughs> True. At least he's making himself useful. So I'm um, shout out to to them for being the most nominated folks. And like I just want to know is she gonna perform on the uh on the Grammys because that changes a lot. I wouldn't for count me. on it. <laughs> Sorry. That's a bit <laughs> raw. <laughs> I, I just feel like you always gotta ruin the night. Like just go up there and perform. <laughs> just go up there. And I feel like you don't even have to dance or nothing. Just sing plastic off the sofa. The fact that she won the nomination was for performance. I'm like, that girl has not even acknowledged her album. <sighs> and what- like that's crazy nobody else could do that to a project just release the album give us nothing and we'd be cool you know be cool i was like define cool we are being cool i feel like we really could have gone crazy no people are not being cool a simmer just made a whole video for cuff it that is not cool. i feel like they're being creative <laughs> they are being creative but they're also starved I guess I just be not thinking about it most times because I'm like, it's coming. <laughs> it's coming one day. That is so, like, I hate it because it's just like, when? Like, <laughs> when? I don't like that. <laughs> yeah, girl, I do get it, but I, I really am hopeful that she will give us a little bit of something um, for the awards. If nothing else, I just hope she show up, you know, and hopefully we can see like a look. If we can get like a look, if we can get like a cinch waist, like corset top, titties propped up, but like on gobble gobble Thanksgiving is here. Like that'll be fine for me personally. That'd be good. <laughs> you would be ungrateful. That's crazy. I really just don't like. I'm. I have trust issues with she got. Like she really, like released that um, with all them clips, like, and just left us high and try. She said, "Dead ass. I'm dead ass, and never circle back to give us." <laughs> that was so crazy. No other artist. I'm not, that is so sick. Dead ass. <laughs> wow <laughs> yeah that was sick but yeah that's really cool though that the most like they will have the most i think they will have the most <laughs> nervous as hell so uh, yeah i guess we'll just hold tight congratulations beyonce <laughs> screw <laughs> us right <laughs> um <laughs> I guess we'll just go fuck ourselves. Um, so <laughs> hopefully we'll see you at the war show. Um, moving on, Twitter's falling apart. <sighs> so an uh, employee said, <laughs> a Twitter employee told Insider it's been brutal since Elon Musk um, took over. They said colleagues are having to search Slack to see who has been laid off and who's still there. And we have all gone through all stages of grief that Twitter we had as an employer is gone. Um, so like I've I know I've known people to have worked at Twitter, right? Prior to things uh happening. Um and they said the tweeps, which is what they call the Twitter employee the tweeps <laughs> are going through it right now. Like they are truly, truly, truly going through it. And um also like 
it's been kind of challenging working at, at Twitter from the very beginning. I feel like working at Twitter is for the brave. It's for the yeah. brave because the hackers, like just think about some of the incidents that have happened on Twitter. Like remember there were a time where somebody was using like an anonymous account to make like terroristic threats and stuff. Yeah, I mean, I'm gonna say that's a lot of the times. Also, um, it's I feel like it's very like run by the users. Like for mm. instance, it was just trending rest in peace, Jimmy Fallon. He's not dead. Like that is yeah. so crazy that how do you do damage control for something like this? So free. It's like so free. And like even like oh uh, hate to even mention it. Like, you know, with the recent murder of takeoff there were clips all over Twitter. And it's just like to be part of something like where every time you think you've created like a process to gatekeep one thing, something else happened. Like George Floyd was uncontained because of like Twitter, really. Like one of the main ways that the footage was spread around. And while that definitely, you know, there was some benefits, like that's just, it's just disgusting that you constantly see like black bodies and death and violence online. And like you said, it's, it's really ran by the user. But what I think is most funny is that, or what's most crazy is that the same feeling of things are falling apart that people are feeling internally, we're feeling externally as well. Like as a unit, it it seems to be everyone's shared thought that like we're at, we're at the the end of our days at Twitter, and it's kind of funny because just like Twitter, that's even a joke. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because like also I well I have I'm I'm a dinosaur when it comes to this, and I have literally been around for. As a millennial, um, I have been around for literally the first um, social media, like, mm-hmm. and so I've seen so many things come and go. So I'm just not at like a panic no. at all. And also, a part of me feels like it's not really gonna like end, like crash and burn like that. It's just something I just feel like it's not going to. I feel like it might be like it's crazy, yes, but it might be a bit of a false alarm. Excuse me, but the way this man is, first of all, I mean, we already knew this. Money does not make you a smart person. Right. But it has never been more apparent. It has never been more apparent than now. Mm-hmm. Like, it is so apparent that this, because for instance, like, okay, it's falling apart. It's like, where do we begin? The freaking, giving people who have Twitter blue uh, verification, that's so silly. Mm. Um, Because you want to say, like, oh, like, they'll just have to put parity in their account and they won't get, you know, suspended, whatever. But some people was putting parity and they still was getting suspended. Um, (laughs) Because some people was, um, like, pretending to be Elon Musk and stuff like that. (laughs) Um, And I guess he was like, take that down. But anyway... Um, with that, and it was mind boggling to me that this man had no idea what a verification, like the, the significance of a verification was because a verification is to verify that you are a real person. Like politicians have it, music artists, people that work in TV, movies, blah, blah, blah. Like we all know people who are verified. Um, and it's just to let them know that this is coming from my account. I'm the real person. He was making it seem like 
it was like cookies for like everybody just giving it out and just mm-hmm. being like, oh, like here, whatever. He didn't have any concept of why, and he's verified. So it's like <laughs> he had no concept of why the verification was there. It didn't make any sense. And it doesn't make any sense like for somebody to be like, like their name, like Ghost Dick 69 to be verified. And it's like, why it's just so even though it tells you if you click on their verification thing it'll say oh this ver this user is verified by twitter blue or whatever it's just still so goofy and i don't care if i have eight dollars or not i'm not paying for twitter i'm not paying for that yeah at all at all at all at all and like i know that it's like I don't think that Twitter will be fully eliminated because I think about its its place in pop culture right now, but at the same time, it's not impossible for anything to be eliminated. Like people yeah, no, will true. always find another way to connect, and a part of me wants it to go down, um, just because I want folks to see that I want a billionaire to fail. To be honest, yeah, I definitely. I think it would be hilarious if he bought that for all those billions of dollars <laughs> and then it fell apart under his watch. Because again, it would I be a waste before. of money. Exactly, because <laughs> that's what happened with um with Tumblr and Yahoo. I mean, yeah, Tumblr still standing, but it just people left it and like it just they were like, what the hell? But you know, I, I would like a a Tumblr return. Apparently, Yahoo um has reversed Tumblr's nudity band. Yeah. So, I feel like if that's the reason why people left and now Elon Musk is cutting up on Twitter, then maybe people will funnel out of Twitter back onto Tumblr. Like if it was just a nudity thing and people still want like uh like like Instagram is not gonna take the place of Twitter. Um uh TikTok is not gonna take the place of Twitter. Twitter is like written communication, updates, blurbs like that. So it's like if all it has to do is for Tumblr to make a few updates and people will prop can move there. Maybe. We'll see. Mm. I don't it's like it's sad though, because Twitter is really fun. It is. And I'm like, I just, oh, I had to check if I'm able to get paid from it. Because I'm like, I just hit 10K. Like, I can monetize. I'm like, no. I know. I know. But he's he's a menace. He's such a menace. And you know what? I do feel that. Like, I just want, I do want him to fail. And he is (laughs) um, actually faster than we even know. Yeah, I just want things to plummet. Like, for real, for real. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> take the bastard down like i don't even want like i don't want it to like be a slow to i want it to plummet like that's amazing you nobody will ever be able to like ignore that and just firing people like left and right and like needing these people and it's just like huh like so, i feel bro, like he in the room and he's spinning around and he like just throw a dart and be like <laughs> hit the dart and be like fired i feel like if i had to be around him i would go crazy crazy. yeah i do not like that man i really don't like that guy period (laughs) all right so yeah let's let's sit back and watch that's all i got to say i'm just happy like it ain't my money you know (laughs) yeah that's a lot of freaking money (laughs) not (laughs) freaking a lot of freaking money (laughs) (laughs) all right so let's get into the sunken place child 
Oh, Let so me find the article. I thought I had it here, but the person in the the sunken place is the mother to Zaya Wade, and it's uh her name is Siobhan, I believe. That's the pronunciation of her name. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Well, she's trying to stop the uh, legal name change. So, essentially, she's requesting that Zaya's prior name, the name that she was given at birth prior to her transition, stays her name. Her dead name. Yes, her dead name. She's requesting that her dead name stays her name. Although Zaya Wade is, uh, and and her father and Gabriel Union are trying to, you know, help her along, and she's trying to get between like the court decision. She is a nasty ass lady. She claims that she had a meeting with uh Dwayne Wade in April, during which. Dwayne told me that he intended to make our child very famous due to the name and gender issue and also informed me that there would be endorsements, contracts associated. Wade responded to the news of his ex-wife's position, um, petition on Thursday and he called her absent parent. So pretty much she was um, saying, Siobhan was saying that Dwayne is just trying to force uh, Zaya into transitioning, into being trans for money and endorsements and for attention. And I just feel like he's one of the greatest athletes we have. He don't need the attention. (laughs) He don't need money. He don't need attention. And I'm not saying that there aren't some people who would absolutely like capitalize on their children once they see they can get attention and money from it. But I, I just, I just don't think that this is, I don't think that this is what this is. And it also is very disrespectful to assume that like Zaya wants to be Zaya wants to be recognized by this name simply for money like it's just so disrespectful to like her experience like her lived experience to say that it's all about endorsements and money it just goes to show that like it's just like confirmation that her mother doesn't see her you know, and like that's really, really cold. And like the Wayne Wade shared, like in a um message, I'll read this because honestly, it was just a true. Like he he never really addresses his wife, and I've always been really, really concerned about like oh, like why does he have full on uh yeah custody? because when a woman don't have I'm sorry I'm sorry <laughs> I'm sorry I'm sorry I'm sorry I'm gonna have to go there. When a woman don't have custody of her kids, it's something wrong. Mm-hmm. And I'm very sorry. Yeah. I have to go old school. I got to get in my boomer bag. It's something up with her. You got to really be like the courts favor women. <laughs> they favor mothers. Yes. So when your mother don't have custody of her child, you can pull the like money card. Like, no. How many of these ballers who have separated from their women, their kids are in her custody and they're paying bank. You have to be absentee in order for a father who travels all around the world to have full custody. So he wrote um, a message and he's, I'm just going to skim through some of it. <laughs> While none of us are surprised by Siobhan, attempt to fight Zaya's identity and her unwavering attempt to drag my name through the mud. I'm very disappointed that she continuously found ways of centering herself and her needs without regard to her children. This report came out while Zaya was in class. This is a kid who has maintained a 4.0 GPA in honored classes while navigating all the this unsolicited and harmful attention and debates about her gender and sexuality from 
those who are committed to not listening to her, much less even knowing her. Siobhan tried a similar attempt over a decade ago with equally damaging lies causing irreparable harm to her children. And 13 lawyers later, Al was awarded sole custody of our two children as an active NBA player. All I ever wanted was to have my parenting time uninterrupted as I knew that it would be a very difficult time for our children navigating their new normal. So instead of actually trying to co-parent over the years, she left her home to see more lawyers and was taking the time to talk to more lawyers since I filed for divorce. Then she's left her home to actually see see or have truly spoken and listened to Zaya over these years. I've given her the opportunity to reach out to Zaya's teachers, doctors, and therapists over the years, and even meet her friends so she could get her own understanding of our child's needs for her life. She won't do it. She has been to a school. She has not been to a school, a recital, a graduation, school dance, play date, practice, parents, teacher conference, ETC, and Zaya has given her every opportunity to try to get to know her. She won't do it. Um, oh, sorry, this last slide, I got to read it because I don't even think we need to say nothing else. Dwayne Wade said, as a woman who claims to be a good Christian mother, I've yet to see her make any sacrifice or effort to leave her own home to participate in her children's lives in over a decade. Zaya is not the same three-year-old child anymore, and she's screaming that to the world, but most importantly to her mother. No one in our house could ever force Zaya or any of our children to do anything against their will much less force an identity on them. This isn't a game for my family and definitely not for Zaya. This is her life. All the while, my wife and our village have been her rock in helping her pick up the pieces after heartbreak after heartbreak. Siobhan has decided to pretty much be an absent parent to Zaya all on her own. As men, we get a bad rep for not showing up and being absentee fathers. Well, that's not the case here because I'm 10 toes down and I'm still going through the BS. <laughs> I will not sit on my hands this time and allow her to make a mockery of my dedication to my family. The high road has run out of real estate. My lawyer <laughs> will be in contact and best of luck to the 14th lawyer as they try to unravel this book of lies that has been sold to them. Oh. Damn. Yikes. <sighs> So you mean to tell me that you have not talked to a teacher, a doctor, a therapist, haven't been to a recital, a play date, parent-teacher conference, or a graduation, but you get, but you're trying to object something? Well, what you need to do is go look in the mirror and object your your entire existence. <laughs> <laughs> That's what you need to do. You need to take, go to the top of the steps, and just maybe throw yourself down them. And then, by the, maybe if when you get up, you'll be like knock yourself down back to reality. Because who are you to even speak on a child that you haven't connected with since they were three years old? Yeah, like, girl, come on now, come on. Seriously. You freak. I'm sorry. Like, when women don't have their kids, I'm just like, weirdo. Yes. And this is not a, like, okay, I have, uh, I, I, I got to get myself together, right? I don't got yeah. no money. I got to let my, my kids stay with a relative real quick. Or, you know what? I'm very mentally ill right now. I'm unstable. I can't do it. Like, that's understandable because yes. like, even mothers need that help. And I know that's not what you're saying, but just to clarify for the audience, because we stand for mothers, but like, we don't stand for no parent that is, um, that is, I don't like my biggest pet peeve is when somebody tells another person that their lived experience isn't real because how the fuck would you know? That's exactly. my thing. You're not there. 
you're not there and you're not them. So it's like, if you are not Zaya, you can't get in the way of Zaya identifying as Zaya. Mm -hmm. And especially if you're not even in the house with Zaya, you really, you're nowhere close to being able to to be prioritized <laughs> in somebody's like lived experience. And I really think that people think children don't have a, a stance or an opinion, but I could say at the core of who I am, I've been this way since I was about Zaya's age. Children know who they are. Like yeah. honor that, respect that. Stop, mm-hmm. stop, stop causing more trauma. And try to undermine her. Undermining her and the disrespect. You are only doing this for attention and for endorsements. Do you know, like, Dwayne Wade don't got, he ain't, he ain't got to work another day in his life. <laughs> he don't need that. Like, that is so, do you hear, like, when you say something like that, do you hear yourself? Like, you sound crazy. And stupid. <sighs> Sad. Very, very sad. But um, again, like I felt like the second place was obviously Siobhan, but the read was Dwayne du- Wade. Like he, he kind of did it. And also like just in reading Gabrielle Union's book, like she, like another woman was taking care of your child. Pathetic. Another woman was going to the schools to make sure combing your daughter hair. But and they and she was going to the schools to make sure, yeah, nobody up in this bitch better misgender misgender her. Okay, we want all this paperwork changed over, no questions asked. And if we don't find, if you can't, if you don't do it here, we are gonna find another school to do it. That was another woman doing it. You better thank God. That was another woman taking Zaya to pride. That was another woman doing it. So it's like, how can you even talk? I swear, people need to learn to be quiet. Like, just hush up because I was like, maybe she got something going on. But it's like, now you speaking. Ugh, I just, get me out of here. <laughs> Sad. Send a love to Zaya. Yes, always. All right. Common sense says, right, we're here. You want to introduce this, Ray? This is This one's yours. So, if I say, let me open my palm palette. Remember people used to say that? <laughs> let me check on my palm palette. I oh, think that, yeah. I bought oh, that was one. Cat Williams who said it. I had a palm No, did I have a palm palette? I got it from Kmart. No, I didn't have one. And I didn't know what I was doing because I had no schedule. <laughs> yeah, like what? <laughs> I just you know, wanted it. Yeah, my dad got me. It wasn't a palm palette. But my dad got me one of the It was like a, one of like the first smartphones I had. Oh, yeah. It was so advanced. I was like one of the first people <gasps> to have a touchscreen phone. I remember that. That song was really cool. Yeah, I thought I was so... I'm like, impossible. Yeah, it was um, good. What's the sitch? It definitely was. Um, So, common census. So, um, we are always growing and the work is never done. So, this common census is about overcoming insecurities. And I know that we... I don't know why I'm talking like that. I said, and I know. Um, I know that we... This is like, why was I doing it? Um, and I know we've like talked about similar things before, but like I just was thinking and like the this is a, a hard pill to swallow. I was thinking about how in some... In, in not some instances, the I mean, the, the bottom raw truth is I would be a lot farther in a lot of things if it wasn't for insecurities that I've mm-hmm. had. And I've just... It just clicked at 30 and being like, oh my gosh, like get over, like you can do this if X, Y, Z, like why are you letting this hold me, hold you back? Um, and I got the idea from this because I was looking at old pictures of myself when I thought 
And like, again, it's nothing wrong with being bigger, but it was times where I thought that I was bigger than what I was. So mm-hmm. it was a lot of stuff where a lot of times, and again, oh my God, I am such a fan girl. But again, mm-hmm. coming back to Ryan and their videos, they said in the style video that don't wait until, oh, you have like, you know, I'm going to wait to wear this because blah, blah, blah. Just wear like, you know, and I'm like, you yeah. know what? That's so true. Because yep. there was a lot of things that I just was like, oh, like I'll wait and wear this. I'm not going to wear this because I'm not in the shape I want to be or this is not for me or I'm going to cover up and all that stuff like that. Like I have been like very small. I've been in the middle. I've been, I'm somebody who weight fluctuate. And I feel like one of my biggest insecurities, like honestly, the pandemic is what made me say fuck it. Um, because it's like, it was about survival at that point. Like who gives a shit? Yeah. Um, but, and that was for a lot of people too. Um, and I, there was, that was like one of my biggest insecurities is like, was my weight because I just like going to, I feel like when I was a kid and then going to college, it just was like, even at my smallest, I never really enjoyed myself. Mm-hmm. Like I always was like, oh, there's more work to do, and I always like comparing myself. But then a straw to hit the camel's ass <laughs> was not the same. Not, but it did hit the camel's ass. Was I remember? I think it was like 2017, 2018, and I said this before. There was somebody on Instagram, and she had lost 100 pounds in one year. Mm. And I thought that I was supposed to lose 100 pounds, and I just felt like I, I like just just shitting on my progress. I was like, I'm not doing so well. And I recently looked back at videos in that moment, and like I like. Almost got emotional because I'm just like, I want to say sorry to that girl to mm-hmm. me because I was so hard on myself. I really didn't feel like I was so small. And I just was like, yo, there's really something wrong in my head because like I really did not see that person who that I was. I was like fighting who I was and being like, oh, this, you know, you're not doing good. You, you can do this. You can do this. You can do this. Mm. And so I was just like beating myself up. I wasn't always doing it outwardly, but like in the inside, it was just like a battle. Mm-hmm. And so I was just thinking about like, I would be so, there are so many things that I could like flourish in if it was because of my insecurities. Like I remember the day that I was shooting the music video I did, I felt like, oh my God, I look disgusting. I look, I look back at the video. I I was small mm. and I'm just like I remember that day like I hate it like I was like I'm gonna do it but I just felt like oh my god I'm the biggest person here I'm this and a third blah 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 like I just I'm gonna look disgusting and I was just like beating myself up and never got to enjoy it I look back at look back at it and I'm like I am my own body goals mm. like I was like thick and like just like just I look great and I just didn't think that at all Mm. And I just was like, just thinking like, you're always going to be overcoming insecurities. And there has to be a time where you're just like, enough is enough. Because like, even with like me shooting short films and stuff like that, like I'll be insecure. Like what, another thing that, it's like few things that click with me like this year. And I don't know, I think Iman might've said it and it was reiterated like for somebody else that like, again, with me like moving and stuff, you'll never have enough money. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, you're right. So I'm just like, just do like, just 
do the shit. Like, so you're always overcoming and learning. And like, I just want people that are younger than me to know this now and just really just have the attitude of just like, fuck it. And like, don't beat yourself up. Like, because you're don't want to look back and be like oh my god like because right now i'm trying to get that girl back that i was and i was so mean to her Um, i was so mean to that girl and i'm just like that was me i was so mean to myself and i looked how i I looked how i wanted to look yeah but i didn't feel like i did it was a mental block yeah it was crazy It was a mental block and it happens to everybody. Like I remember this girl told me one time, like when I was like in my first job out of college, she said, you never have the guy, the job and the apartment all at once. And like, obviously she didn't really mean that, but it was just a, it was just a saying about how you never really have it all. Like as soon as you get the perfect partner, perfect job, you got to move because you don't like your situation. You get the perfect, you know, apartment, you know, you got to get a new car because, and then now on your money, but it's just, it, it truly is always something. It it truly is always something and life is a journey. And I feel like, um, I'm at that stage now and I'm at the stage now where I look at a lot of the things that I've done and I thought it was no big deal. And I realized that all the things that I've done were stepping stones to get me to this current moment. And it's like, you don't realize it when it's happening, but like just little jobs that you're doing, some pe- people that you're meeting, um, little workouts that you're doing, it all kind of, it all adds up. And also the things you don't do, they all add up too. the money you're not saving <laughs> the, the time you're not going to the gym. And it just becomes like, it's like life starts to become very simple. Mm-hmm. Like it just starts to become very simple. Like, okay, cool. When I want it, I do it. And when I don't, I don't get it. And like that, like I just think along those lines nowadays. So sometimes like I, I may not even feel like doing things, but I do it anyway. And it gets to the point where like, I may not feel my most confidence, but I'm going to show up anyway, because I understand that like, I guess as I get older, I start to understand more and more that like, I'm the most important thing isn't how I look all the time. Mm-hmm. Like at some point things got to be about like what I know. Mm-hmm. And like who I am on the inside, what mm-hmm. I do, what I came here to contribute, that how much that matters starts with me and how much I make it matter. Like I felt like in the past, I haven't given enough value to what I contribute outside of how I look, you know, because I think that women are taught that like women are just taught to be that way. But these days I've been trying, it's not that I don't feel self-conscious. It's not that I don't leave the house like, oh, I don't like my hair, but it's just like, I'm not in the world to just be perceived all the time. Like, that's just not why I'm here. And that's been a part of my journey. Just like realizing like, it's it's not about that. It's not about that. And I have control about what's most important to me. Mm-hmm. If it's not, if I'm saying my body's not most, is, isn't the most important, then go outside and feel, stand in it, feel that. But it is a journey. Like I've been unlocking, uh, new fears and new insecurities like every day. Like, for example, I told myself that I wanted to be a digital nomad and I almost had a panic attack last week doing it. And I just was so frustrated with myself. Cause I'm just like, well, wait a minute. 
when I was sitting in my apartment that I loved, that wasn't enough for me. So now I've made myself uncomfortable. I've taken away the apartment. I've killed myself getting all this stuff in the storage, moving back things back here, moving things there. And then I still feel very unsettled. What? Why do I feel unsettled? And then I've realized it's just like, well, that's what it means to, to go for it. It means to be unsettled, to be unsure, to be insecure, to be floating in the abyss and just wondering like what's going to happen. It's like you, you have to choose between like your comfortability and that sense of adventure. And there's some people who are like, no, not me. I don't have to choose. I personally got to choose. It's one or the other. Mm -hmm. And right now, like I've, I feel like very scared, but like to your point, this is life. Like I'm going to always be scared about something. And when I'm not scared, I'm going to be frustrated or bored. And then when I'm not bored, I'm going to be self-conscious. And it's like, how do I work through these things? And I guess we both can share like how, how are we working through the self-consciousness? Because it's like, it's very easy to talk about it. Like, oh yeah, like this is what I'm happening. But like literally, when we get off this call and we go to lay our head down and go to sleep, like the anxious thoughts, the self-conscious thoughts, the self-sabotaged imposter syndrome, it's going to be very loud. So it's like we can both share what do we do to, to push past in the moment? Um, well, for me, I really need to stop um, like comparing myself to people who have advantages that I don't. Like the other day, I was like last night, I think I was like, having fun watching TV and then I just like got sad all of a sudden I was like you know what I don't want to film anything because I'm like oh like I really can do this like like shoot a short film I could do it on my freaking phone and I was like no I shouldn't do this because like I've read like some I read a few like producers who were raised like billionaires and I'm like sorry what the fuck that doesn't even make any sense like why are you comparing yourself to somebody who parents are billionaires that doesn't make any sense like there are people who made it out the mud like you could definitely do that and mm -hmm. you have people that's going to help you and if you have to crowdfund who gives a shit like um so just like talking to myself like that also like reminding myself like and like that you know comparison is the thief of joy it mm -hmm. really is and that's like been true for me a lot because I have like compared myself to a lot of times like for instance I was upset and I was like oh like I hate working in retail because it's this and a third got an office job hated it mm. and I'm just like <laughs> and I'm just like realizing I'm like everything is the same like I felt like like it was something I'm like oh I feel like people who work this are like smarter than me and then meeting more people and I'm like that is not true like you have to get outside of your head and like think like just stop doing it just stop and just practice being kinder to myself also realizing like you have to pick a side like you wasn't happy when you looked how you wanted you happy when you don't you look how you don't want you mm -hmm. need to make up your mind Mm. and it's like you need to get happy with who you are right now so when you go back to who you want to be you can enjoy it because mm. it's gotta stop at some point it's enough is enough yeah that's the point where i'm at with myself like enough is enough you have to pick something mm. so just being very stern with myself yeah, no, and I feel like they're like I think the the soft life and you know self care and you know mothering yourself is real, but a part of mothering yourself is being like tough like that sometimes and like having that conversation like hey, 
Come on, enough whining. Like your mom would have with you after a while if you just was like poking your lips out, not really, you know, making any progress. Like sometimes you got to decide which mother you're going to be with mother and yourself. Exactly, exactly. And also like just not listening to people. Like I had like certain like offhanded comments like got to me and I was just like, oh, like... I'm just like, oh, I'm not doing well. Like, you know, I don't look good. Like, I'm working. And I'm just like, ignore it all because some people just, some people are just straight up mean. Mm-hmm. And some people are talking to themselves when they're talking to you. Yeah. And also, like, that, that's another big thing, like, ignoring people, like, ignoring people in their little comments because a lot of people haven't even made it to where you want to be, to be giving you advice or sharing anything. And also, you don't have to listen to people. Like, the moment, like, I start getting into really tough, like, may, money be really changing things for me. The moment I get myself into a bind and get myself out with my own money, it's like, well, then I'm the only person who could be talking about what I do because I'm the only person that got to pay these bills like life be really hard sometimes it'd be really hard like moving all your things into storage and all that physical labor it's like no nobody better not say shit about what I'm doing because they don't know what I'm doing like what I even go through nobody put this work in like you wasn't with me shooting in the gym why am I like why am I even listening to you you don't know shit you're just telling me what you think you can do when you when you talk to me you don't you're not tell you don't even know me you don't know my capabilities you don't know how I think you don't know my ideas so why would I even listen to you that Is goes it? for everybody like it's not personal but I can't I can only listen to myself when it comes to things and I think that's the difference between people who are successful and those who aren't the folks who understand like my voice is king exactly because it's like I'm st- I have to sleep with this voice like you mm-hmm. don't exactly so bottom line bottom line um um a lot of the same well one the listening to my own voice i guess the first point kind of goes to that like the creating my own narrative mm-hmm. like for me there are times where i i start to get discouraged by like how different i do everything and i feel like an oddball like like somebody was just telling me how like i'm always um moving Right. And I'm always doing this. And I just started feeling self-conscious about that. Like, yeah, I am always moving to another job. I am always like moving to another location. And I feel like that makes me seem chaotic to people. Um, But at the same time, I'm like, when I read the biographies of the people I love, they're not staying in one spot. They don't have, they're not staying in one job. You, and I'm just like, I am not getting caught up in the, like, just, you know, live this life, see where it takes. I am doing what I have to do to get to where I need to be. And I'm accepting the discomfort that comes with it because I really, I just, I want this life. So like, I just feel like anytime I do something different, it's a reminder that that's why I'm here. I'm not here to be like anybody else. I'm not here to be familiar. I don't have to blend in. That's not, if at the end of my life, if I decide to give in and live life like everybody else, that won't be nobody's fault other than mine. So it's just like, you can stand the little negative commentary. You can stand being the only, like, it's okay. It's a good sign. The moment you start being like everybody else, you, in my opinion, you are no longer qualified to do what you claim you want to do. So keep, keep standing out, keep creating your own narrative, your own story and, and 
like really being a road runner. Like I just picture myself like in a game of Frogger, like just hopping on log to log, <laughs> trying to get across the pond. And like, I just don't care who feels what which way about that. I do my job when I have them. I pay my rent when I'm at the apartments. And when I try, when it's time for me to leave, it's time for me to leave. It is what it is. Um, Another thing that I've been doing is manifesting and journaling because I swear on that. That's my life. Like when I went to Savannah, I had a meditation session and they talked about setting the intention and just listening to your gut. And it is that simple. Is that simple? Not becoming too attached to things, dreaming, setting that intention and letting it go. And that sounds like fluff, but that's my process. And it's like lately, I can't really just like share with people what I'm doing because I'm like, I can't even tell you it's more of a feeling that I should be doing this. Less, it's less like, oh, I have solid reasoning and proof and data. It's a hunch that I'm curious about. And with my life, I want to be adventurous and I want to follow my gut and see what happens. I want to see what happens when I follow my gut. But like many people know in my life recently, I just, I was recently given like a job offer that most people would have thought like, oh, this is a really, really great job offer. But my gut said, no, my gut said, no, just don't do it. Don't move. Don't relocate. This is not what you want. And I don't think my intuition would have been connected enough, like even last year to have like said no to something that I felt like, oh my God, this is such a big opportunity. But Iman now, 30 year old Iman is just like, I let my like the wireless router in my stomach, my third or in my forehead, my third eye <laughs> chakra guide me through life. And it, it really did end up working because some things came out about this particular company. And I was like, oh, I dodged a big bullet. And it's mm-hmm. all because of who? My gut. So mm-hmm. I'm like, yeah, I follow her. And especially with this digital nomad, like people keep asking me, what you going to do? What you traveling to do? What you trying to find? You trying to find a job? I'm not trying to find nothing. I'm just trying to go places and see what's up. I'm trying to eat vegan food and see and, and meet people. I'm trying to hang out and wear outfits. That's all I want. People keep saying you got to have a goal. I don't have to have shit. I don't have to have anything. All I got to do is stay black and die. And the worries of my mom. I don't have to do anything. Yeah. I just can go and follow my gut and see what I find. That's that's that is, right now. It's it's not about a destination. It's about the journey. And finally, like I just I think that what's been really helping me knock my insecurity insecurities is my curiosity. And like you said, I realized like, if I want this, I got to do that. And it's look, there's no debate in life. Like life is like very simple. If you do this, you will get that. Mm -hmm. It don't matter how you feel. It really don't. If you want this thing, you have to be willing to do that thing. And if you don't do that thing, you simply won't get what you want. And you could talk to to anybody in your life about that, but it won't matter because that's just what it is. So for me, I I I just ask myself like, how do how bad do I want this? How bad do I want this life? Will I be okay if I go through my life and I don't know? I haven't given it my all. And I personally know I won't be okay with it. So it's like, don't, don't disappoint you. And that's one thing that I do, you know, with all our insecurities, that's one thing I love about both of us. We, we try our best to make ourselves proud. We don't get it right all the time, but we try our best to make ourselves proud. Mm -hmm. And I, I, that's why I don't have many regrets because I, I try to be like, what, what, how will I benefit from this in the future? And right now I'm just like, I have to put myself out there. 
I have to be uncomfortable. Anything is better than being complacent. Anything. Because yeah. I'm going to be uncomfortable either way. Being complacent is uncomfortable. Being Putting yourself out there is uncomfortable. But one gets you somewhere and one don't. One keeps you where you at, where you don't want to be. So exactly. pick a side. Pick a side. Exactly. That's really my whole thing with myself. It's like you got to decide where you want to be at. Yeah. Absolutely. So that's how we're, you know, moving forward. We're holding each other accountable. We're being gentle with ourselves, but we're being hard on ourselves. And, um, you know, we're not letting imposter syndrome win. That's just it. Yeah, because it's really trying. It's really grabbling at me. It's made up. It's a joke. And I, I, t- I just, it's okay. It's normal. I feel like you're, you're a narcissist if you never have imposter syndrome, right? That's only your gut asking you asking you some questions, maybe rerouting you. It does not mean to give up just because you're having a moment of questioning. You you like look around, look at look at the world. The world needs your voice. That's just mm-hmm. the bottom line. The world needs your voice. The world is gonna be thankful for your voice. The world don't need the same people. They can't it's nothing they can't possibly, you know, give what you're gonna give. And like someone said Art is just you trying to make sense of your experience on this earth. So it's like, regardless of if you make it, why would you deprive yourself the ability to create? Like, just mm-hmm. create and don't worry about what where you get. That's how I. That's what I've been challenging myself to do. And I think when you set that intention, like I'm just trying to make sense of the world around me through art, that's when you get folks' attention. Mm-hmm. That's true. Yeah. We got this. Get her done. <laughs> you know people say that white people yeah they still do <laughs> like they do they still do and then we gotta act like it's all it's normal <laughs> <laughs> just be smirking Freaks. but um yeah that's it y'all that's the show that's black or brunch um make sure y'all follow us on the socials hit us up on instagram at black girl brunch twitter blk girl brunch make sure y'all hit us up on patreon we got some cool things coming we got a little book club situation happening um we're gonna be uh, going over quinta's book um it's she memes well right yes sorry i already read it but i'm still (laughs) yeah and i'm tapping in um if you got a suggestion for a book you want us to go over after that but yeah this is for patreon members we've we've redesigned our tiers so for now think of it like it's like a donation so many folks have asked us like how can we donate to y'all which we love so now it's like giving you the option you can donate um as little as five dollars as you like or as much as i think twenty dollars if you like it's all up to you though um you're going to get the same programming regardless because like we just want every we're so fair we're like we want everyone to be able to to see everything we want everyone to be able to participate in the book club it's just yeah so that's um how we roll things out now and also we know it's a little economic crisis going on so we can give everybody the content for as little as you know five dollars so make sure you sign up to the patreon find us there make sure you find me on instagram at imamate you can find me on twitter at itsmate and sabria you can find me at it's frankenfem on instagram and frankenfem underscore on twitter also make sure y'all hit us up on uh the emails like we haven't been getting no messy listener letters somebody did write us and say hi um 
hello. Um, but no, um, <laughs> there's been no shady messages. Uh, the holidays are coming up. We know, I know Big Mama got some drama going on in her house. Like, let us know. Yeah. Like, let us know what y'all uncles be doing and stuff. All right, that's it. That's the show. Bye. Peace.